Welcome to another episode of the Powerless to Powerful Recovery Podcast. My name is Jason. I'm an alcoholic and addict. As always, I want to remind everyone, our mission is to share experience, strength, and hope across multiple media platforms, the story of addiction and the road to recovery. We're not affiliated with Alcoholics Anonymous or any other 12-step organizations in any way. Today's episode is going to be about suiting up and showing up, because that's what it's about, to suit up and show up. You know, it's real easy to work a program and to practice these principles when everything's going good. But what happens when life happens? Are you suiting up? Are you showing up? I want to read something from page 337 of the big book. It's one of my favorite parts. It always inspires me. It always motivates me to get my feet moving a little bit quicker every day. So I'm going to share 337 with you. You said as long as you put AA first in your life, everything that I put second would be first class. This has proven to be true over and over again. So I continue to put AA and God first, and everything I ever lost was returned many times over. The career that I lost has been returned with even greater success. The house that I lost has been replaced by a townhouse that is just the right size for me. So here I am, sober, successful, serene, just a few of the gifts of the program for surrendering, suiting up, showing up for life every day. Good days and bad days, reality is a wild ride. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I don't question how this program works. I trust in my God, stay involved in AA service, go to lots of meetings, work with others, practice the principles of the steps to the best of my willingness each day. I don't know which of these keeps me sober, and I'm not about to try to find out. It's worked for me for quite a few days, so I think I'll try it again tomorrow. You know, that's what it's all about, man. That page, that story, man, it just rings true over and over again in my life. You know, when I first started this program, man, it was tough. I hadn't seen my wife and daughter in over a year. I hadn't talked to my parents. They were frustrated. They were upset. They were sad. My friends didn't want to talk to me, but I still had to suit up and show up and make a change. We make these changes. We take this action. We do recovery because we don't want to feel that pain anymore. But suiting up and showing up, the family, the wife who never left me, who always supported me, who always believed in me, who always encouraged me, who inspired me. Man, that's what gets my feet moving a little quicker. Those are the motivators. My daughter who loves me, who defends me at such a young age. Man, that's what it's all about. I have evidence of people who've continued to work this program and take action and the amazing transformations, the miracles that have happened in their life. There's so many of them. It's one thing to believe in a higher power. But you get to experience it when you're suiting up and when you're showing up and when you're present in people's lives. My higher power puts people in my life. And when I do my part, I get to experience him. I get to witness a miracle. Man, 
a couple of my best friends that I grew up with. We've been best friends since first grade. We did everything together. Played sports together, went to school together, had sleepovers as kids together, played video games together, ran around the neighborhood together, TP'd houses together. You know what kids do. But as we got older, we partied together too. Man. I look back on these things and I think if I would have known now that I would have changed these things and I would have prevented it and I would have stopped and I would have seeked help when I was younger. But the facts were that I just didn't see the need. I thought I can control and I thought I could enjoy and I thought it was fun. It was fun. High school was fun. I tried to relive it for 20 years. Two of my best friends have been sober now for over 10 years working a program of recovery. They got sober through the fellowship. They suited up. They showed up. They were that example for me. They were that visual proof that this thing works. And today, 10 years later for each of them, their lives are amazing. The kids, the families, the true happiness, the experience that they have. The blessings, the miracles, the way they're of service, the way they give back, the way they've supported me. It's something that means a whole lot to me. But I experienced my experience when I was in prison. I did. I got sober in prison. I suited up. I showed up. I got a sponsor. I worked the steps. I went to every single meeting. I sponsored so many guys, just played a small part in their recovery. I got to watch miracles happen. And now we get to do it together out here. There was one guy in particular. I'm not going to mention his name. You know, he came to us. I, If you've listened to previous episodes, you've heard me share about uh, working in recovery on the yard, teaching a drug class. And he came to us one day. You know, and it's pretty funny. You know, I, I like to think about it a lot. And every time I see him at meetings today, and I just talked to him this morning, and you know, we joke about it all the time because I take this so seriously and I took my job seriously because it was important to me. It was a safe haven. We're able to help people. We changed the culture of the drug class on the yard. We had waiting lists. People were coming every day to get in this class because they wanted to be there, not because DOC made them to be there. So one day we get a guy who comes and he wants a job. And he comes and we sit in the office with Miss Franz, the substance abuse counselor, a dear, dear friend, a special person to me. And she says, we got a new guy who wants to come work here. I said, what's his name? I've never heard of him. Okay, tell him to come by. So we page him over the intercom and he comes in and he sits down and he's got tattoos and I see they're political. And so I interrogate him. I was like a FBI, I was like at Guantanamo Bay interrogating this dude. Where'd you come from? How long you been sober? Are you gang affiliated? Are you serious about your recovery? I mean, he's sweating. I'm patting him down. I'm checking his socks. I'm asking him questions. Because I took that thing so seriously. So we end up hiring him, you know, and uh, he comes in and man, from the gate he's just ready to go i don't know his story yet i haven't had the opportunity to work with him at this point 
but he's there every day suiting up and showing up. He's present. He's asking questions. He got a sponsor. He started going to meetings with us. And as I get to hear his story, I start to hear about all of these things. Being a high-ranking member of a gang, touching down on various prison units, giving him the yard right away because of his status, because of who he is, and all the things that come with gang life. If I would have known that, I wouldn't have interrogated him the way I did, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure, man. But I watched him transform right in front of me. I watched him just grow and change. He got baptized. He started to work with others. He started to be present in his kid's life. He started to contribute to relationships. He got out, man. He went to a program. He didn't want to go. He didn't have to go, but he went anyways. He took the hard way, not the easy way. He graduated that program. He moved to a sober living, became the house manager. And this weekend, he got to spend time with his kids. <laughs> what a blessing. It's about suiting up. It's about showing up. It's about getting uncomfortable. When I don't want to do things, it means I have to do things. And when I do it, the blessings rain down on me. That's just one of the many. I have another friend. I'm not going to mention his name either. I'm going to keep anonymity. He, yeah, man, we were, in the, we were in the trenches together. We went through it together. We got separated. We both went to the hole. I went back to the unit. I found recovery. He showed up back there. I was already in it. I found miracle, just like it talks about in the family afterward. It talks about like a, like a miner. We struck gold. We want to hug the treasure. We want to save it for ourselves. It'll pay dividends and blessings for the rest of our life. And all we have to do is mine for it every day and give it all away. Man, I ran into him. I, want, I saw him. I wanted to give it away to him. I said, you got to come to a meeting. You got to check this out. And he said, no way. He just wasn't ready. It wasn't his time. I ended up talking him into getting to, into our drug class. I went around the room and I asked every single person because, you know, if you've ever been to prison, everyone thinks uh, they're changing the amount of time you do to 65% every year around the legislative session. Everyone thinks they're getting out. It was the talk of the yard. Everybody's talking about it. And so I used it as an opportunity to ask every single person in our group, if they let you out tomorrow, are you ready? Because what's the point? We sit in prison and we talk about, oh, we just want to be home, but I haven't made any changes. I haven't done anything different. And I do everything I can when I get out to come back. So we went around the room and we asked everyone, are you ready to get out? If so, have you taken the action? Have you utilized this time? If they open the gates tomorrow, are you ready? And when it came to him, I could see the look on his face and he had tears in his eyes. And he said, no. I'm not. No, I'm not. And immediately he started to suit up and he started to show up and he started to get to get a sponsor and go to meetings. He started to work this program and work these steps vigorously with energy, intensity, and force, and he attacked this thing. And I watched a miracle happen in his life. 
I watched a miracle happen. Just like that reading that I read to start this episode off. Over and over again, these blessings, these promises. He got out of prison. He ended up getting out early. He didn't have a plan. He hadn't talked to his family. He didn't know if his dad was dead or alive. He hadn't talked to his mom in five years. He had nobody out there. All his support system was still inside. We got him connected. He went to a treatment center, or, or uh, excuse me, went to a halfway house. My wife, I called her. I said, babe, I got a friend. He needs some help. She said, no problem. She went over there. She brought him some hygiene. She brought him a pillow. She brought him a blanket. He started with $200, his gay fee that he left with. He went to a meeting. He got a sponsor. He started asking for phone numbers. He ended up volunteering at a treatment center now. Then he got a job there. Then he got put on salary there. He saved his money. And today he has his own place and he has a car. And those are just the material things. But he has peace. He has friends. He has happiness. And this Monday night, a meeting that I chair, it's a speaker meeting. I asked him to suit up and show up for me. That same day he came. No notice. And got to share his experience, strength, and hope. And we did it together. And it's just a miracle. There's so many of them. Another friend, I get to see him with his kids now. I get to see him thriving in his job. I get to see him be happy, to figure out life, to be a man, to stay out of prison, to be supportive to others, to have service commitments, to continue to mine for that gold and give it all away. My friend who got me into this program, who I went to my first meeting because he was visual proof, I get to see the miracles and the blessings happen over and over in his life as well. And that's the support system. And those are the friends. And those are the people. My two friends from grade school. The guys that I experienced with recovery. We suited up. We showed up together. And today we're reaping the rewards. And it's just so powerful to be a part of. You know, we could all agree that the odds of recovery just aren't in our favor. They're just not. People are out there dying every day from this disease. They're not suiting up. They're not showing up. If you think one out of ten and you choose to gravitate towards that odds, one out of ten will find recovery, lasting sobriety, the obsession to want to change the way they feel has been removed. Are your actions reflecting that one who makes it? Are you suiting up? Are you showing up when life gets tough? Do you know how to apply the tools? Can you practice the principles? Can you apply them then? Because life will still happen. And that's what this thing's all about. So I hope today's episode made you think a little bit. Because I always think and we always think that we're different. Or I haven't done that yet. Or you haven't experienced that. You don't know what that's like. One thing I can tell you is we're all the same. And if I can do it, you can do it too. It's time to start suiting up and start showing up. Channel those motivating factors in your life. Today my life is amazing. 
It's unreal. You know, when I first start with every single sponsor, including myself, when I was with my sponsor, step one, he asked me to write down all my life could ever be an act of addiction. The pain, the misery, in and out of prison, death, someone else raising my daughter, my parents dying, not being proud of me, my siblings crushed. I'd hate my, oh man, it's just so much pain that's associated with active addiction. There is no in-between anymore for me. And then he asked me to write down all my life could ever be in recovery. Happiness, sobriety, meaningful relationships. I could be a father, I could be a husband, I could be a son, I could be a brother. I'd stay out of prison. My parents would be proud of me. My wife would be proud of me. I'd have meaningful relationships. You know, those were all the things that I wrote down. I could have a car. I could have a job. I could have money in the bank. I could be financially fit. And over three plus years now, and I look back at this step work when I continuously go through it, when I can, you know, there's no certificate when you, when you do the steps. You don't graduate from it. It's something you continuously do on a day-to-day basis. And when I look back, day one, the first couple times that we met when I finally got to step one, and I wrote those things down. Man, I was low on myself. It's worked for me for quite a few days now. And I think I'll try it again tomorrow. Start suiting up, man. Start showing up. Because you're worth it.